Louis Erickson has agreed to a six-year deal with Vancouver Canucks. Yo, what up sports fans? My name is Aaron Warner. It is a new Vancouver Canucks season. Uh, my co-host, Stefan Heck. Sorry, I did it all out of order. I'm just well, we're excited. So excited we're, about the, last night's game. The vibes are good. I mean, I, was, I, I said this in the Discord yesterday, but I think... This is going to be our most positive episode since the Bo Horvat trade. It has to be. And obviously, like, hopefully, you know, we don't have like the come down from that like we did. Uh, but uh, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm open to the, the idea that it's still going to be a miserable Canucks fan season. Sure. I mean, after all, it's the Vancouver Canucks we're talking about. But that, I think, was the most fun. I've had watching a Canucks game in a decade. I would agree. I mean, I I think because that's like basically the last time they made the playoffs with like 14, with, 15 with people there. Yeah, it was yeah, like with 18 year old Sam Bennett or whatever. Almost and, 10 years ago at this point. Right. So and, yeah. and that and that series sucked. I mean, that was it a, did suck. That was a series that, they, they should have won. They would have lost in the second round either way, but they should have won that series. And it was one of the rare examples of a team actually losing because of bad coaching, because Willie Desjardins was yeah. famously just putting out players one line at a time, one, two, three, four, not line matching at all. And it sucked. It was so brutal. Yeah. Like that series, I, I remember it quite well. I obviously I wanted them to win, but that was what I was saying at the time is this is the two worst teams that made the playoffs playing against each other. Yeah. Someone's so got to win. win. Yeah. Someone's yeah. got to win but they're going to get crushed in the the second round which did as i recall end up happening and they did win was it game 2 of that series it was a, i think they lost in 6 i'm yeah. pretty sure but they so got, like, and they were up if i recall correctly in game 6 they were up like 3 or 4 nothing and then Spiza fucked up and then Calgary ended up winning like 5-4 or something not Lucas Spiza oh yeah. oh yeah uh but like with that, I, I don't think my hopes were too high. And like, it was also so close, so close. Uh, so it was so close to the 2011 run and all those like big playoffs with better so, teams. I was so worn out that, at that point, right? Like, yeah, just after those losses to San Jose and, and LA, oh, it. The, Sa uh, the San Jose my, one. I wasn't was, able to get like as into it. The San Jose one was brutal. Like I, I, but also it was like at that point I was, I was like after 2011, it was so hard to care the same amount. Obviously, 2012, yeah. I still cared quite a bit because I was like, well, there's still a trophy, trophy they're, they're still, still like a good, good team. And then obviously, you know, we know what happened. And then the San Jose series, it was like, okay, I just, I, I'm really close to not caring anymore. And then the Tortorella year was awful, but I was like, okay, new GM, fresh start. Maybe they're going to do a rebuild. And then, I mean, uh, again, almost a decade on of just nothing. Yeah. But last I guess the other night, thing is like bubble playoffs too. I, but I like hardly I fucking watched those. I, didn't, I couldn't get into it with no fans. That was in the middle of my like year and a half, two years of not watching yeah, the Canucks. And I, and I was like, yeah, I know they made the bubble playoffs, but like I, I basically made a big statement of like, I'm not watching them until they get rid of Benning. <laughs> And I didn't, right? And mm -hmm. then, um, you know, the bubble playoffs, like I've seen highlights of them and stuff, but like I wasn't watching. Like that was like my low point as a hockey fan, I think, of just being like, I just don't. Yeah. So, you know, you know so Yahoo Sports does like, uh, when you're doing your fantasy hockey, it will show you your, like I'm a, a diamond level fantasy hockey player. Right. And it had this, this kind of, not bar graph, but like uh, the one that's like got nice rounded circles on it, parabolas and things of that nature. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and you can see like the peak Jim Benning years. My fantasy hockey performance was up, and then it took this like massive dip. And then as soon as I started like paying attention again, because Benning got fired and like <laughs> shot right back up, and I started winning leagues and stuff. Yeah. So Jim Benning legitimately ruined my favorite sport for me. Like it's yes, it's insane. It was like I mean, obviously Aquilini. Like there's a lot of we 
you know, if you're listening to this show, you know the deal, really. But yeah, it, 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 it comes down to Jim Banning. I mean, I know I, he ruined sports for me. He ruined this team for me. <laughs> I know the fucking podcast is called I Hate This Team, but I do love this team. I just fucking hate them also, right? And like, and last night was just, it was so, I know it's, it's, look, it's one game. It's the first game of the season. Like, what, you they know, know that. Let us have our just fun. Let us have, we fucking deserve it. That was fucking awesome. I hate Edmonton so much. Yeah. It was, it, it was great seeing they still don't have any goaltending. Their defense, I mean, oh, I know Ekholm was out, but if, if Ekholm yeah. being out, you get, you lose 8 1 because Ekholm was out. Like, uh, I don't know about that, but it's just, it's so great. I know it's one game. LA losing. Seattle has lost twice now. Um, LA's goaltending shaky against Colorado too. And then even even like this season's like darlings of like oh Buffalo and Ottawa and Detroit. These these are the young up and coming teams. They all they all sucked ass their first three games, right? Yeah. So I mean Buffalo especially, and I like. Oh yeah, the Buffalo one was rough. That was really bad. Yeah, and I I like those three teams, but I went and got blood work today. Yeah, I got a a family doctor finally, and he was like, "Yeah, do it. Why not?" Well. I really hope I don't have like a high cholesterol or anything, but I was doing the blood work and then they threw in a, a urine test. Okay. Which yeah, did some urine donation. Uh, and it was weird. They, this is going to come back to the point that I was making. Eventually. Okay. Yeah. I <laughs> uh, really, it's just that I missed the Buffalo game, but I thought this was funny. So you're doing a urine test and they hand you one of the little wet serviettes that you get at Buffalo wild wings. And then there's instructions on the bathroom about how you have to like, like rinse off your entire pecker with the little serviette that they give you. Right. And there's like subheaders for if you're like circumcised and not circumcised what to do. Oh my God. Which I thought was weird because I was just peeing in a cup. Like, sure. Yeah. Like what could possibly be there, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> I, I, I was excited to watch the Buffalo game and I was doing that and then I come home and I'm like, oh, three, nothing. Excellent. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, they they didn't look too good. Um, but I mean, look, I, I know it's I know it's game one. We know it's game one. We're Canucks fans. We know not to not to have hope. I I'm fully expecting them to get completely fucked up on Saturday in Edmonton. But there is a little part of me saying, what if they don't? What if they don't? What if they yeah. What if they win by a goal? What if they win like a two one game? What if What if they you know lose in a shootout or something like? Just the fact that. They, like, because we looked at their schedule, right? And we're like, man, the two Edmonton yeah. games are really tough, right? And it's like, well, they won one of them in like extremely convincing fashion. So, like, even worst case scenario, they do get blown out against Edmonton on Saturday, and that would suck, obviously. It's like, mm-hmm. well, it's one of those things where it's like that's kind of expected, also, right? Yeah. So, I, I remember saying when we were talking about how important the start was and how hard this road trip is that if they're not able to win some of these games like are they really a playoff team and i think we've been so beaten down by like the dog shit product that we've had to watch over the last couple of years decade um that we're just so used to being like okay oh no they're playing florida who's missing their top two defenders that's a guaranteed loss or whatever oh two games against edmonton losses that i mean if if they're really going to do this which we says a coin flip and obviously we're cheering for then they do have to win some of these games. And I love that they started the season doing that. And another thing with it just being one game, something I had been pondering going into last night was I think there's an argument to be made that first game against Edmonton last year ruined their entire season. Absolutely. And, and like there's, there's I, narrative I, I was, building I had there, flashbacks like, of it the whole game too. Yeah, like, which if anyone wasn't watching, if you're a fan of a different team, the Canucks went up three nothing in the first period or maybe beginning of the second. I remember Pedersen scored a really nice goal in the power play. Looked different though. They weren't like outplaying them like Vancouver did no. last night. Yeah. And they blew that three nothing lead and lost. And then they ended up blowing some more leads and they kept losing and they didn't win a game in seven. And so obviously there was like a lot of other things that had to happen too. They had to blow that lead to Philadelphia and Washington, et cetera, on the upcoming road trip. But what really set that into motion was just this crushing loss to the Oilers when you were so amped up to get off to a good start. So the fact that that exact same scenario played out again last night 
and they had the complete polar opposite like reaction outcome, yeah. I think is super, super encouraging. Coupled with the fact that they played super good. They played really well. They they played I I forget who it was in our Discord, but they were like, it's so nice that the Canucks are playing a really like annoying style, right? Like annoying for the other team, not mm-hmm. annoying for us to watch, to be clear. But like they were really smart with their sticks. They were really good defensively. They were skating hard. They were blocking shots. Like they were playing this like the best I've seen them play legitimately in like 10 years like, yeah, because they were like, so good offensively and so good defensively as well. Yeah. So that, um, the Miller G Giuseppe and Besser line. Oh my God. Yeah. Drance pointed this out. Yeah. So they were hard matching up, uh, Edmonton all night long. It is the singular best performance. A line has ever had in a game against McDavid since he was 20 years old. Cause they put on three, even strength goals against and allowed zero. That's only ever happened one other time, and it was when he was 20. And they looked really, really, really good doing it. Um, Yeah, yeah. Something I was thinking about, Phil G. Giuseppe, because I've been, I guess, a bit of a hater, right? Uh, I don't really think that he should be second line uh, left, left, right wing, left wing? Left wing. He looked really good, wing. He looked looked really good. good. He really fits that role. He's forechecking hard. I think he looks really good in that position, and I'm willing to admit that I'm probably wrong. The thing that it gives me vibes of, though, Stefan, remember the uh, the mattress line with Jason King and the <laughs> Deans, obviously? Course. Yeah. Uh, they played really good. You're like, oh, damn, this, this is good. This guy that came up from the farm team, awesome. But you know who's better? Anson Carter. When they got him the next season, right? That's how the timeline worked, right? I believe so, yeah. Yeah. So, like, I, I feel that, like, Giuseppe's good, but that line would be better with, like, an Anson Carter. <laughs> Do you get that that vibe that I, I'm putting down? Yeah, there's, like, there's like a there's like a step up from Giuseppe, for sure. Yeah, and but, I think Giuseppe's, like, great in your bottom six. Yeah. And hell, I, he, was good, he was good as hell last night, too, he, so he I guess might, I shouldn't bitch might, too much. He but. might just be one of those, like, underrated guys who just, like, works up in the... Like, I don't know, it's... We, we've... We've been due to have one of those guys in, on our team for a while. You know what I mean? It's been so, a while, eh? Yeah. I mean, I like Suter looked great. Um, oh my god! On the pa- his stick on the penalty yeah. kill, Pronick was Pronick was incredible. He was so yeah, good. That oh one god. play where David had this super long shift and still somehow managed to get an insane rush down after he bit on the ice for a minute and a half, and Tyler Myers did his just kind of fall down, drop to one knee thing, which completely would have left Emco out to dry. And Hronik does like this incredible shot block, like stifles the pass, disrupts the play, finishes it right there and completely saved the day. And it really illuminated how that game was different from last season. Like last season, I got so used to seeing Tyler Myers falling down and being in the wrong fucking spot and really that happening with everybody. And there's just these horrible defensive lapses that last night when you see good defense happening and like a solid looking penalty kill, the penalty kill looks so good. Like obviously you're going to give up one or two goals to the Oilers power play. They're incredible. Yeah. That that's that's going to happen. But like they looked so good and, and I don't know. I mean, I look, you know, us, our, our listeners know us they they understand like we we don't like to have hope here because when you have hope it you know it, it'll get taken away it'll get crushed and it's been a pretty rough yeah. decade as a Canucks fan however maybe I don't even want to say it I don't even want to say if something good's going to happen but like last night felt great and look maybe this year will be okay Maybe they'll be okay this year. Can I say that? Can I say maybe yeah. they'll be okay this year? That's what it yeah. feels like. I was when, oh, sh- when Joshua scored the eighth goal. I like stood up off the couch and like fist pumped. I was like <laughs> so stoked. Oh man, I was like actively cheering for oh, goals. It was I was great. excited. And I feel so good oh. for Besser too. Oh my god. Yeah, Brock Gretzky Besser, folks. Oh. He is back. The hat trick goal was so funny. 
That was so yeah. good because all the Canucks on the ice were laughing about it. When yeah, it that's great. Fuck yeah. you, Edmonton. Oh. Um, and McDavid complaining after. I know he got some like boo-hoo. he got some like leading questions or yes, whatever. Yeah, yeah. And, and in fairness, and, and he like, didn't know that Demko was throwing. He didn't up know in Demko was throwing up in his mask. You know, whatever. So that, but but to say like, oh, and they put their first power play unit out when when they were up six one. It's like yeah, because we're fucking scared of you, dude. Because well, we, the other thing too is that that one where they put the first unit power play out was because little rat fucker yeah. dry sidle across it. The, yeah, yeah go like puts himself out of position on the ice to try and cross check beat like of course you're gonna put your first power play out and punish yeah. them for that but then at the end of the game they were doing what you should do when you're yes. going back to play them on saturday which is put out fucking bovillier and dakota joshua yeah on PP1. you still got scored on by dakota joshua by the way so yeah uh, that's that's on you guys dry sidle kind of a. I mean i feel like I knew this, but it's like when you see it, it's like, man, when they start losing, he's like a really sneaky, dirty guy. Like he, yeah, he gets like really with his stick and stuff. Like he had the one play, I think it was on Kuzmenko, maybe, where mm-hmm. he just like slashed him like super hard. He's was, really dirty with his stick. Yeah. He is, and it's so funny listening to uh, man the commentators because it is uh, it is essentially Singh and DeBrusque. Man, I guess like they were so now, so they were sad, awful. Now I know how a lot of other teams fans felt when Jim Houston was like, cause like Jim Houston was a huge Canucks fan. I mean, yeah. I, I, we can admit that, you know? So I, mm-hmm. I get it. it. It does like, look, the shoes on the other foot, but it's like, are you telling me those guys are better than short house and whoever else you can get? Like, and it's the Canucks home opener. I know it's a national game, but it's like, yeah, why isn't short? Like short house is so good. And anyway, I, I kind of feel that in the CBC or not CBC fuck in Sportsnet's head, the number one, broadcast team is Cuthbert and Simpson for sure. And so they usually do the Leafs games or whatever. I think they see this as their number two they do. duo, yeah. which I disagree with, but, for uh, sure. and I like, I think Singh, I like, he's definitely, and he's gotten like better too. Like, and, and I, I don't, I hate DeBrusque more than Singh, I think, but yeah. it, it is cl- so clear. I mean, DeBrusque is on the Oilers broadcast already, and Singh is like so clearly an Edmonton fan. It's fucking yeah. Like they were making excuses for Edmonton so much. They kept bringing up Edmonton coming back last year. Like you know, the one play that I that I was that I brought up there was Drysaddle slashing. I think it was Kuzmenko. And Debrusque is like, well, Drysaddle comes in trying to get the puck, and it's like, no, he doesn't. He came yeah. in trying to slash Kuzmenko. You they, know, uh, there is one play where I think it was Besser was like he did a. It wasn't really a slap pass, but it was a hard pass that was trying to go cross crease from like the top of the circle to Kuzmenko. And this was before Campbell got pulled out and Campbell just intersected the pass and stopped play. And fucking Singh did a great save. Luongo just going Campbell for like stopping a fucking pass. Yeah. I'm trying to find what they fucking said last night where it's like, you have to give it to Vancouver. They, uh, they're a, they're playing like a good team tonight. I'm like, yeah, bitch, they're up eight one. Yeah, it it did not feel like commentary you would hear on like a national broadcast for like an eight one beatdown like that. Like there just yeah. wasn't. But you know what? Whatever. If that's what we're complaining about, then we're in a good spot. You know what I mean? Like, oh, I, totally. I would love to be in the position this year where we're complaining that the commentators aren't nice enough to us. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, man, the other thing I loved, and this is something that I think could take his game to the next level, was Petey throwing the body. Because, oh my God, that hit on CC. I mean, I think it was technically charging, but I don't give a fuck. Absolutely, it, it was, but who cares? It was awesome. It, it looked was great. Dope. Um, and I think if he adds that element to his game, because he's kind of done that before. He's done like reverse hits and stuff, and he's kind of a yeah, sneaky. He had a couple of good hits last season. Like he's not a big guy, but he's so smart with like his body and his movement and like where he is and his positioning that like he can he can set himself up for good hits, right? And yeah. like if he's doing that all se- man, like I just. I, I want to see more, like, I really, because here's, here's the other thing, and this is something that I think the team needs to earn, is, like, the crowd was not great last night, because it was a lot of Edmonton fans there. Yeah, and like, they all left. They all left, which was very funny. Um, but, you know, this team needs to earn the good crowds, right? After what we've seen the last decade, yeah. right? So, I understand people being tentative about coming back to the games, right? Like, mm-hmm. I don't want to give Aquilini money if I can avoid it. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's like, fair. Like, there's so many reasons to not go to the games, but it's like, man, if they're a good, fun team this year, it's like, well, they're the only show in town, right? Like, I, yeah. I really... 
And I would love nothing more than to see a home Canucks playoff game. Bring my dad to the game. You fly out for the game. Like, how oh, fucking sick man. would that be? That would be incredible. Um, and, th- you know, maybe there's a chance it'll happen this year. But, like, I-, I-, I think one thing that's, like, for me personally is, like, you hear about, like, Buffalo, and they've ha- they have, like, a 12-year playoff drought, right? Which is, like, brutal, right? That is so rough, man. And we're-, and we're not there yet, obviously. And, like, technically we're not there because of the bubble playoff. But, like, for me, par- like, partially it's because I wasn't watching then. But also it's like yeah. you can't count. I don't think you can count the bubble playoffs really because there's no crowd there. But the Canucks haven't played a playoff game in front of people mm-hmm. for over eight years now, right? It was 2015, right? Yes. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. I mean, that's that's a long fucking time. Yeah, that's, man. That, that's players' entire careers, right? It'll be like, nine years if they make it this year, right? Yeah. So, yeah. so I, I don't know. I mean, I, I consider it a nine-year drought because that's what it feels like to me personally. But yeah, I, it's not the same buzz when it's just an empty arena with like no. white sheets down over the with seats like, versus like when it's like extra an actual round to get in and and then, you know, uh, it's just it's not it doesn't count, sorry. But I really really want like especially after seeing last night's game and and just being like fucking pumped up. I mm-hmm. really want like that's they have a fun, like the other, the other thing that's weird right now is like the Canucks going into the season are like likable underdogs. I know I'm saying that as a Canucks fan, but like yeah. they really are, right? Like I don't think they're not as hated as they used to be, which no. makes sense because well, they like, suck, how would right? you yeah, how would you hate a team that's just been fucking yeah. miserable and bad yeah. and always has all these bad things yeah. happen to them. Right? I mean, Oilers fans, Flames fans, whatever. I understand hating the Canucks because yeah, you just sure. always have, you know, and like Leafs fan like whatever, but like, you know, it used to be that the Canucks were the most hated team in the league because they were the best team in the league. And like and they want, had a bunch of shitheads. Yeah, I want to get back to that point. But before we do get back to that point, I am enjoying people being like, oh, it is nice to see the Canucks like do good for once, you know? Like, cause yeah, you know what? The fans do fucking deserve it. We've been through so much garbage. This You know, it, it sucks, ugh. but like a thing that I've appreciated is seeing the Canucks in some playoff projections. Yeah. Not yeah, all I, of them. I think it was was it evolving hockey had them as like They had the, them fairly high, I think. They had yeah. them as a wild card team. Uh, but what, they weren't even like the lowest wildcard team in their projections. Yeah, no, they had them at seventh, I think. So, Ooh. I mean, it 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 could happen. This this could be the like, and again, they can this make the playoffs. They can make the playoffs and then just get swept in the first round, right? Like, I'm not I'm not an anything can happen in the playoffs type of type of guy. But when you have Pedersen, when you have Hughes, when you have Demko, Demko played great last night. And yeah. he was barfing constantly. Yeah, he was shitting his ass, throwing up. He was shitting and barfing constantly the entire game. Man, that was that was like the moment though, right? When they oh, when they pulled him out of the game where it's like, oh yeah, we can't have anything nice. And then finding out, oh no, it's just because he has diarrhea and he's puking, and just being so happy to hear that was like It was oh. it was fun like waiting like it wasn't really fun. It was funny as we were waiting for the confirmation that he was just sick and seeing the speculation analyzing like how quickly he skated off the yeah. ice and does that mean he had to shit? Yeah. That's, yeah. that's the kind of sports analysis that I'm here for. The thing that was interesting was they showed the replay of, of Demko leaving and like DeSmith was like already ready to go. Yeah. So, so it was like they knew. They knew, I think. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, it, it does. The fact that the team all has the flu right now and they did that to Edmonton is like incredible, but does also worry me a bit for Saturday. But on the other hand, maybe Edmonton has the flu now too, right? Yeah. And, and maybe they'll be sick on Saturday. So we'll, we'll so, see. I'm like well, nervous and excited for Saturday's game, and it's a feeling I haven't had for so long about the Canucks. Yeah, you know, it's great. Yeah, no, it's it. It, it like having some stakes when you're watching your the your games, watching yeah. your stories. Um, it's way nicer than watching out of a sense of obligation and cheering against them because you want better lottery odds. Like, oh, fucking rock just to be. And when it was two nothing, I was like still a little bit scared or whatever, and. They're obviously remembering last year's choke. I'm like, ah, oh, fuck, they better not choke this. So I was still like antsy yeah. until it was probably 6-1. Then I then I was able to calm down a bit. Um, yeah, 6-1 is about where I was like, it's probably done. The, I mean, the, I mean thing, I, I, the dry saddle goal when he scored on the power play, I was like, oh, here we go. It's, yeah, it's well, happening. Fuck. I, I think uh, one of the reasons why I'm so excited is with the starts last year, well, last year, last two years, and even under like the Boudreaux bump, like if you remember when the Boudreaux bump was happening, whenever they were able to like actually get themselves into a playoff spot, 
then they'd lose that game against Detroit or against yeah. Buffalo or whoever at home. The Senators at home, I think, was another big one. And this was like it was same with the beginning of the season, right? Whenever the chips were down, it's like, okay, you actually have to perform and there's a bit of pressure. They wilted. And then yeah. yesterday was the complete opposite of that. So like maybe they really have turned the corner of like being a competitive, serious team. And you hear how good of shape like Hronik came in and Besser came in and how Hughes is talking about how he's sick of losing and how that's motivating him and shit. Like maybe the, they, they flipped the switch, you know? I, I really, I mean, look, it's one game, but like that, that game felt so different from anything we've seen in like the Jim Banning slash Alvin era. And like, I, I don't know. I mean, they're saying all the right things. Hughes is, is seems great as the captain so far. He's a great interview. And like, I'll say it. I love Rick talking. I He's love, the man. I love structure. I love structure. <laughs> That's what I want. I want structure. He seems great. Rick talking seems fucking great. And just having actual NHL talent on your third and fourth lines. Yeah. And, and on your on your second and third pairings is like night and day. It has been so long since we had like I mean, and it's not even like crazy amounts of depth, right? Like we still had well, we, Hirose was yeah, playing. Yeah, you say right? on your, your second and third pairings. I'd say on right. your second pairing. Last sure. th- that third pairing was probably like the most fucking yeah. bad I felt about that game. Yeah. And they're not gonna but so Susie will be back at some point, though, right? Yeah, so. yeah. Hopefully sooner rather than later. But yeah. he went from like week to week to maybe a game time decision when they were short players. So I don't know if that's the team pushing it or maybe he just had a better looking prognosis. But they had Hironic and Hughes out against McDavid like basically every shift last night. Yeah. And it worked really well. And they're not going to be able to do that in Edmonton. So they're probably not going to be able to hide Juleson and uh, Hirose yeah. as much. So I imagine you're going to see like Hughes, Juleson, and maybe Hirose, Hironic. That'd be interesting. Yeah. Um, I liked how Hironic and and Hughes looked together, though. They looked great together. I mean, Hironic is. I, I'm. I'll, I might just buy his fucking jersey before the end of the yeah, season. Do it right you know? now. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I tweeted last night a picture of a uh, JT Miller jersey saying yeah. add to cart. Because uh, we're making the playoffs, baby. I'm going to have to do it. Oh, um, man. Roxy Fever, I assume it was Jackson, was uh, replying saying, well, you could oh, yeah. just get a Keandre Miller or a that's Ryan, true. Ryan Miller, Miller jersey. Yeah, that's true. But no, I'll, I'll do JT. Yeah, I mean, um, he, he played great yesterday. Yeah. It, uh, shades of Ryan Kessler, folks. Were you um, Were you watching on Sportsnet now? Yes. How so? I, I mean, I think we should kind of do like our weekly Sportsnet now quality updates. But okay, yeah. I so I I watched it on. So you know, obviously last year Sportsnet now was like total dog shit. Uh-huh. And on on Apple TV, if you were trying to watch a game on Apple TV, you would have to like reboot the actual Apple TV like five to ten times to get it working, and then you know click the Sportsnet Now app open and closed over and over again and all that shit. And like, it worked first time yesterday. Yeah. Uh, However, I will say at first when I was watching, it seemed like timing wise, it was like all caught up and and pretty much live. And then at some point there was a commercial break that seemed to go a little long. And then it was constantly, I would say like 10 to 15 seconds behind. Hmm. So there's still issues with it, but it is working first try now, and I'm not having to reset the Apple TV, so baby steps, I guess. You, you know, know what? I completely forgot about that bug where we just get locked in a commercial, and then you'd go like five yeah. minutes not realizing that the yeah. game would come back So that happens still, I think, yeah. That hasn't happened to me yet. That's good, the, yeah. I don't know. The commercials are annoying because they're so repetitive compared to like if you oh are watching on cable. Yeah. There's... Um, the one that's going to really piss me off this year, I don't know, because we get different ones being in different provinces. I bet you don't get any for the uh, Alberta pension plan. Um, I do not. No, I got some for some Vancouver real estate agents. But Nice. Uh, yeah. uh, there's there's one for this Calgary radio station, 95.9 The Star. And they do that like radio promo thing where they play like a bunch of songs looped together where it's like, let's do it. Let's do it. Do it. Do it. Do it. Easy come. Easy go. Now we're on top, top, top. top. <laughs> and then it like goes to like Lady Gaga or whatever. And it's got like 
the hosts from this radio station, like soy facing and saying like, you just won. And then there's like emojis coming up on the screen and like fucking stock photos of like these dumbasses dancing in their kitchen and offices and stuff. It's, it's really annoying. They played it all last playoffs. Um, I like at one point during the game last night, I found their Twitter page and this radio stations only got like 5k followers. And I was going to just tweet at them saying that you're going to make me start to threaten self-harm or something. <laughs> just like, you don't let me wash my skibbity toilet, but <laughs> I was like, nah, I don't want to get a timeout again. Though my last Twitter timeout, uh, ended up with us meeting Faber. So that was cool, I guess. That's true. That's but true. I wouldn't want anyone and, hey, from the fucking Star 95.9 on my fucking podcast. Fuck con- you. Congrats to Faber on getting married. Oh, yeah. Also. Shouts out. Getting yeah. married. Beautiful. Um, what else is annoying? Oh, yeah. That commercial that's got Chris Cuthbert where it's like, I don't even remember how it goes, where it's like, it's a moment of anticipation and undeniable, a trepidation or whatever. That thing's kind of annoying, but maybe that'll be done now that the season's over. Yeah. There's just like a lot of things you can rhyme with it. It seems like hackneyed to like make a fornication, masturbation, defecation. It's not not great. But yeah, Yeah. I mean, I I, I am looking forward to getting mad at the commercials again this year. And and Uh. Sportsnet now in general seems to be working better. I'm I'm excited. Like this Saturday, I'm very excited. I'm, we're having, having some friends over. And we're going to watch the game. We're going to order pizza, make like a charcuterie Ooh. board and get some beer. And just like, it's going to, I haven't done that for so long. I feel like, you know, for a, the, for a hockey game. So the commercial I really wanted to complain about was the sports interaction interviewing Americans. About I hate hockey. Americans don't know shit for about oh. hockey. Uh, very annoying. Sports interaction was annoying last year as well. Uh, even more so this year. Uh, why are you advertising that your sport isn't popular? In the state, I guess it's I not know. their sport. They're a fucking gambling website, but yeah, very funny though. And I, I think there are are there less gambling ads now. Does it feel like? Yes, but that one repeats a lot. Yeah, but they There's, don't. I know Ontario. I'm pretty sure you're not allowed to do gambling ads with like public figures or something. Uh, there was some sort of law or something. I don't know if it's passed okay. yet. I know they were talking about it, so maybe that has something to do with it. But if we get less gambling ads this year, I am I'm I'm here for it. it. Holy shit! It, it it got so bad last year. God. Yeah. Was it, I wonder if that it was just Wednesday night hockey or whatever. So we didn't get Cabby, but I hope he's not fucking doing live prop bets from his bedroom again this year. Oh man, have yeah. some dignity. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I guess there's a bunch of other Canucks news that we have to talk about too. Uh, so I guess. I guess let's start with the Pedersen thing. Uh, Jeff Merrick was on Halford and Bruff, and I don't know how substantiated this is. It wasn't like it was breaking news reports, but he says there has been discussions internally that the Canucks aren't sure if they want to commit to Pedersen either, which sounds like cap to me. Like, Alvin was asked about it, and he, like, very earnestly uh, said like, Oh no, I'd want to, I'd sign him today. Basically. I, I like, think that's, I think that's total bullshit. I think that's, I mean, first of all, I think Friedman and Merrick have not been a hundred percent accurate with regards to the Canucks the past few years. And I know this is just me coping, but I really do think that's the case. I mean, the last three years alone, like how many things did they bring up? Like saying like, this is going to happen for sure. This is going to, you know what I mean? Like not to yeah. be one of those guys who's like, ah, they just make up all this bullshit. But like, I know they're, doing their job and they're talking about what they hear and stuff. But like, I really don't think they've been that accurate about the Canucks. Mm-hmm. And also I think it was like, well that, you know, that could be talking, that could be talking about like, and I think the way that the way it was phrased is like, it could be talking about people who like used to be there or. Like, yes. You know, it was just like management in the past, I think was what yes. they said. Right. So yeah. like I, it's, it's a fun thing to like quote tweet and get like sad about or whatever, but I uh, really don't think that this leadership group would be stupid enough to like not be convinced on Pedersen, especially I, after that that four and a half foot tall saucer pass to Garland. Holy shit! And then Ooh. I mean, Garland to be able to grab the pass and then go to backhand there was like crazy, so slick. Yeah. Oh my god! What a fucking oh, opening goal! That was so oh. much fun. Oh, and uh, folks, uh, Connor Garland, or is he going to be Goner Gonland? Okay. He uh, switched agents, now yep. being resep- represented by famous loser Connor McDavid's agent. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, this guy, 
it was weird. They, I saw like cat friendly cat friendly. You can like look at agents and like sort their clients by how much money they make. Um, and this guy was like Connor McDavid, Austin Matthews. And then Connor yeah. Garland was like the fifth highest grossing yeah, yeah. guy. Um, there's been kind of conflicting reports on whether or not he asked for a trade in the off season. Dolly wall doesn't think that's the case. He thinks it's the team wants to get out from underneath the contract. And if the agent wants to help, sure. But then if that's the case, why do you fire your agent? Like, two days, three days before the season starts and then have the agent very obviously leak yeah. or the agent's been calling teams and then another team leaked. It is just as likely, right. That they're given permission to like seek their seek a trade. Like I, it seems pretty clear to me that he wants out. I'm not like worried about Garland, like phoning it in or whatever. Yeah. But I think he probably asked for a trade, right? Uh, yeah, I mean, I guess like if the vibes are good, the next like month or so, maybe he won't. Maybe he pulls a Besser. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it could happen. So I, I don't know. I mean, I'm not gonna miss Connor Garland, but I think what is gonna piss me off is it's like yet another Jim Benning thing that it's like, yeah, totally fucking us over because well, there's he, he's a good player, but it's just like those players do not have any value, especially with that contract. There's right? a there's a couple of things, right? Like I think that. Will one, he's good. Yeah. Uh, so since he's joined Vancouver, he's uh tenth in the league at five on five scoring for right wingers. Wow. Yeah. Uh, this is at even strength. Obviously, he doesn't get the power play time right. Yeah. But he has produced very well. Uh, at five on five when he's been in Vancouver. So I don't like. Yes, he's short or whatever. But I don't. I like him on the team. He can drive play when he's on the third line. Yeah. I know he hasn't had great chemistry with any of the Canucks big centers and he like tends to dominate the puck, but I thought he looked good in a complimentary role with Pedersen last night. Like obviously had the goal. And then with the Canucks being short a forward, when he did slot into like a bottom six line, he was very good at like dominating the puck and holding onto it and applying pressure in the, uh, the Edmonton zone. So yeah, I just kind of feel that no matter what trade you make with Connor Garland, you're probably going to lose it. And if like you lose the trade to like, you know, say it was last year and they were rebuilding and they just get a second round pick and it's like, oh, fuck, that sucks. But now we have five million to play with and more draft capital. Like, sure, I I would have been okay with that. Or if they're only get some like, good defenseman that costs $5 million shirt, but no one's giving up a fucking good defenseman for Connor Garland. No, right No. So you're probably going to retain and then you're stuck with that retaining money for the rest of the contract. Right. And then you're probably getting back another problem, which also isn't that enticing because I'm sure that problem isn't going to be as good as Garland. So I kind of hope that it doesn't happen and it probably won't because he makes $5 million. So yeah, I just, yeah, I mean, it's. I, I think after last night's game, my hope is that you know they just play well for the entire season. And Garland's yeah. like, yeah, I like it here. I'm going to stay here, and I'm going to keep playing well. And maybe they, maybe he plays really well, and they trade him later yeah, on in the year, and, and he has value. That you know? that would cool. be nice. Um, but it really, I mean, it really does make you think about like how bad Jim Benning fucked up this team. You know? Oh like, my god! I don't want to. You know. Alvin has made some mistakes as well, but like, God damn, Jim Benning <laughs> really fucked up this team so bad. He got Ooh. fired. He got fired. It's going on two years now since he's been fired. Yeah. Um, and the team is still like in a in like bad shape, right? Like cap. Yeah. Which like before last night's game, I have it in my notes. Like they, right? So they bought out OEL. So that they could have, they could help the depth of the team. Yeah. And then they start the season with like Juleson and fucking uh, Hirose as their bottom like pairing defense, not being able to play a forward because they don't have the cap space to call somebody up. And it's like this, we, we did all of that. This is the best year and this is what we have to show for it. Now, I think the depth pieces that played uh that were additions like your your coals your your suitors yeah your uh fucking what's his name the new guy lafferty's oh lafferty looked good. lafferty looked great 
because the Lavity yeah. trade happened like an hour after we finished recording our yeah, last episode. Yeah, that was cool. Thanks a lot, guys. Maybe they'll um, announce a, a Brett Pesci trade at a, <laughs> at 10 p.m. Yeah. Pacific tonight. But, but he looked, Lafferty looked really, really good. Yeah. Um, so, yes. Uh, so, like, so Lafferty, big body. Yeah. Is fast. Like, it added a, a needed component to the bottom six, right? So you have all another guy that's, like, kind of big and then, like, obviously can skate better than, than Joshua and is a penalty killer. Like, the mid-round picks for fucking players or whatever, I understand why, like, smart fans dislike it. For sure. Like, yeah. when you look at the total, like, what they gave up for what they got back, it stinks. But I don't have the energy to get pissed off about it. I at this point I just don't like I I understand people being like oh they're the, they're the Canucks go again trading a fifth round pick or whatever and it's like I think three years ago I would have gotten mad about it but I'm yeah like you said I'm just at the point where it's like if you have the energy to get mad about this like more power to you go ahead you know yeah like during the preseason there were two picks traded yeah it was both uh, by the Canucks both were by the Canucks the, yeah. the it was a fifth rounder for Lafferty and then the was it a second or a third to get out from Pearson? It's a third, I think. Nice. Okay. Yeah. 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 Both Canucks picks. So I don't love that. And like, well, I guess there was trade buzz for Lafferty, right? So he was going to get waived and the Canucks used a fifth round pick to jump up in that, that pecking order and, and assure that they got him. And I mean, from what I saw, that's good. Fuck that fifth round pick. Who cares? I mean, I, I don't I don't want to be the fan who says, I mean, a, a fifth uh, round a pick. That's a curse. I should not have said that. Yeah, a fifth round that pick probably really won't idea. be as good as Lafferty, like, realistically. But, I mean, it is true. So I understand the logic behind it. And, like, especially now, right? Like, the Canucks in a situation where it's like, and they've put themselves in the situation. Yeah. But they kind of have to go for it. And I know it, in this, in this case, is making the playoffs. But, you know, whatever. Whatever it is, they have to go for it. And... If that means trading a fifth round pick for Sam Lafferty, sure, go for it. Now, if that means trading a first, the twenty twenty four first, I, I want to be clear. I'm okay with that if the team looks good this year, right? Yeah. If the team looks good this year, fuck it, trade the twenty twenty four pick. Who cares? If the team is like legitimately good this year, which like maybe that happens, and yeah, maybe like if they have a Seattle season, right, where sure. everything just seems to go right, and. Yeah. They start off the season really well, and you're looking at like Christmas time. That oh god, they'd have to be like really, really, really bad just to not make the playoffs now. Yeah, I'm here for it. If we could improve that defense even just a little bit more, it's it's been so long since I've watched a Canucks team with good defense. So just like see that in action last night, for the most part, fucking. Yeah. Yeah, it's so not, and it got me like horny, like wanting more heroic level defenders on the team. <laughs> oh my god! I mean, I, I mean, for real, like it's just how long is it? Like, when was the last time we had two? Like, I mean, Myers, whatever Myers, like is like an NHL defenseman technically, but like it feels like it's been so long since we had like a defenseman who was like you could say any given night could have a game as good as Quinn Hughes. And I, and Hughes is obviously insane last night, but Hronik was like so good and is like a legit top four defenseman. And it's yeah. like, Oh my God, that's so nice to have again. Holy shit. It's been yeah, so long. That did make me feel better about that stupid trade that we hated. Which we, which I still kind of hate, but if, if yeah. he, if he is legitimately this good, if he's that good. Like, he like keeps being that good. And like the Canucks are a playoff team. Like, I mean, that's what we said is like, oh, you know, now they have to re-sign Hronik next year. But it's like, if Hronik is good enough that like they have to sign him to a big contract, it's like, that's a nice problem to have, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, it is yeah. still an issue, but <laughs> that but would you're, be... You're, like, yeah. you're losing $6 million Tyler Myers, right? So... Yeah, that's true. There's, yeah. There is that. Like, it is an interesting thing about this team is if it does go tits up after this year or after the season, there is quite a bit of money coming off. Yeah. So you can kind of pivot. And this is, I think in a lot of ways, a shitter get off the pot season. And I guess we've said that for two seasons and it kind of happened. Like Horvat got traded, I suppose. Yeah. But you have Beauvilliers money expiring. You have Myers money expiring. 
I don't have cat friendly pulled up, but there's Joshua expiring. Uh, Can I just say also, I do not miss Bo Horvat at all. Like, I don't hate Bo Horvat or anything, but like, mm-hmm. man, I mean, I, and I know it's not necessarily his fault, but like, I only associate him with like the worst years Losers, of Canucks fan, yeah. right? So, um, and again, that's not entirely his fault, yeah. given the team around him. No, I don't like, think they did like a, a lot for him. Just but. having the fresh start of like, Oh, another year with Bo Horvat, you know, making excuses, blah, blah, blah. Like I, you know, it's, it's nice just to, it's nice to start fresh, I guess. <laughs> Pending UFAs, Casey DeSmith, Ian Cole, uh, Tyler Myers, Dakota Joshua, Sam Lafferty, Teddy Bluger, Anthony Bovillier, and then Pedersen and Hronik are RFAs. All right. Um, that, See, having seen Cole, like it is another competent NHL defender. And I, I said this on the, the premium episode, which, mm-hmm. by the way, patreon.com slash I hate this team. Uh, and we're going back to two a week now. The season started. So that's right. Yeah. Uh, Ian Cole's winning me over. He properly used the word myopic in a sentence. And he had uh, good things to say about the pride tape. Yes. Debacle. That's what I wanted to say. So yeah. like the NHL's banned pride tape, uh, which sucks, obviously. And Ian Cole says, uh, he said one of the reasons he joined the Canucks was because of how much focus the team has put on supporting diversity initiatives in the community. I know the reputation uh, that this organization has. When I came here, it was a really great selling point of this organization, how they approach these things. I think it's very important. I think the NHL wants zero controversy, which inevitably gave them controversy. So that's the decision that they chose to make. Unfortunately, they're an iron fist there and what they say goes. So unfortunately, they're the bosses. They're the ones that ultimately pay. Uh, and they're the ones that make the rules. Unfortunately, as employees, we don't get in say in it, but I really respect and like what Vancouver uh, Canucks have done. Um, based. Yeah, that's nice to hear. Yeah. That's, that's good. There's uh, So I, did you see that, I guess, uh, this company that sells the Pride tape says that they received like a massive influx of orders, including yeah. one from an NHL team and then one from like, or multiple from NHL players. That's good. So I will be interested to see if, uh, I think they'll do it. It's guys like, what, just say, are, fuck are, it. They're not going to fucking, if they do find them, it looks so bad for the league. Right? Oh yeah. So it's like awful, awful yeah. press. Right. Yeah. It's so funny seeing like, I mean, I know Theo Fleury is like completely insane and obviously yeah. had like a rough life and everything, but he's like totally nuts. That now. doesn't excuse. No, There's plenty of people no. that have had rough for lives sure. with good opinions. Yeah. For sure. For sure. But he, he's posting like, oh, I, I, they're going to make it illegal to, to be straight at hockey games now. And it's like, well, you guys like won, right? Like they banned that, you know, they, yeah, but he's saying that because some NHL players are like, well, I'm going to do the, the pride tape thing anyway. And then he's just like getting so mad. I just can't imagine being that like small minded or just like caring. Like, who gives a fuck? Like, what are he's you? He's triggered. How, oh, it's so. I mean, he's he's totally nuts, obviously. But yeah, I'm interested to see what happens with that. Um, it does suck that they're not going to do the jerseys because the the Canucks always did a, a great job with that. Yeah. But, well, you know, they're going to do the jerseys and then sell them for seven hundred dollars. I guess they just won't. They're just not going to be warming up in them. Right. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Which kind of lessens the, if, uh, I don't know, like spending that much money on one of those temporary jerseys, not temporary jerseys, those uh, practice jerseys or whatever. Yeah. It's a lot of money for a jersey, man. But I do like the swag that they make, the t-shirts, hats, yeah. things of that oh, yeah. nature. So I've been, I've been looking on eBay again for the, uh, the salmon skate jersey. Oh, any Pri- luck? Prices have gone up somehow. Ugh, we we so, dropped the bag. I know. We've been promoing it too much on here. I know. Here. I know. Well, we you talked about was... uh, we, we talked about this on Block Party. Oh, it's an episode coming out, I think, next week. But we were looking up old CFL merch for when okay. the CFL had American teams. Oh. And there's a lot of like old CFL American team merch on eBay, and it's like fairly cheap because like no one wants it. Yeah. Why well, would? Yeah. But it looks fucking sick. It looks huh. great. I was looking up uh, if I could buy an Artem Chubarov jersey. Oh, man. And I can't. There's none out there for sale currently. <laughs> I guess you could make a custom one probably, but. Yeah, like I do have a blank jersey from that era, the Navy one. But then like, how would you get accurate lettering? Yeah, I I don't know if you'd be able to. Yeah, exactly. It's kind of like 
if you didn't get one back then, you're you're fucked. Yeah. And because he was fourth line setter with Trevor yeah. Latowski and Matt Cook, how many people were really going out and buying Chibarov jerseys besides freaks, right? So the ones that I think are circulating, there's one that was sold in an auction in like 2013 or 2015 um, for a lot of money because it was a game worn yeah. Artem Chibarov jersey. Um, are they doing reverse retro jerseys this year or not? Has the fanatic shit started? Oh, I, I seem you to recall what? hearing that they weren't doing they're not, reverse they're retros. They're not because they're going with fanatics now. That sucks, man. That's Fuck a fanatics. bummer. The reverse Fanatic, retros were sick. They were cool. Fanatics fucking sucks, man. I like they are. It's such low quality garbage. I cannot believe the Canuck or not the Canucks. The NHL has a fucking deal with them because their jerseys and their shirts and their hoodies and their hats are such bad quality. And uh, it's it's like a I don't know. How I recently long the deal saw like is, a but... new Fanatics hat, and yeah, it ain't it. They just look bad. Yeah, they. Uh, yeah. Well, we have that to look forward to for the next like decade. Would be like another good old Canucks player to like look for a jersey for on eBay. That's mm. not Artem Chubarov, but That's like of that Chubarov. era of that era, not Chubarov. Well, I mean, like, could you get like a Canucks Bulis jersey? Oh, that could be good. I mean, like you're talking about, so players, like more obscure players. Yeah. Bob uh, Asenza. Oh, that that would be a good one. Let's see. Probably Motherfucker, not. I look up Canucks Bula's jersey and I'm getting like Quinn Hughes, Trevor Linden. Wait. Oh, that's why. I was like, why is this Linden skate jersey $52? And it's because <laughs> it's coming from uh, China, Macau. Ah, so it is a uh, fake. Yeah, there you go. Now I'm on yeah. a. I found a website called CustomThrowbackJerseys.com. Okay, there's some promising stuff here. All right, there's some there's some good stuff here. I think there's there's some there's a Dan Cloutier jersey. Nice, yeah, that'd be a good one. There's no way you're gonna find like a Scudro that isn't game worn. Um, oh, man, a Scudro would be so good. Fuck, <laughs> Oland. I mean, Oland was obviously really good, but yeah. like, I feel like it's gonna be tough to find. Like a Sammy Sallow jersey would be pretty sick. Oh, man. Oh, you yeah. know what? I Actually, a BXA jersey, which oh, yeah. you already have, right? I have, I have a BXA jersey, yeah. 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 Two ninety nine. Jesus Christ. How dare they? I'm thinking, uh, I'm thinking of maybe getting a jersey at Christmas. I think, mm. I think it's, I haven't gotten a new Canucks jersey in a while. A Hronik? Well, <laughs> we'll see. I mean, a, a Hughes captain jersey would be kind of sick too. Yeah, that's what they did. That was to get rubes like us to fucking. I know. Well, it's gonna buy fucking their work. shit. Yeah. <laughs> okay, wait. Actually, here you go. Um, okay, I'm gonna link this to you right now. You could get a Chubarov jersey this way, I think, because I think they have the. I think they have the font for it. Maybe. Interesting. It looks like they do. So you could get um the. the oh, cool! The yeah, throwback, like the, the gradient. The, yeah, the gradient one. Huh. That's really cool. So this seems like this seems like a good website for it. Customthrowbackjerseys.com. They don't sponsor us or anything. And no. I've never bought anything from them, but Yeah, I can't speak out if they're good or not, but Yeah. That looks promising. I do have one of those um those gradient, like the navy to to maroon linden jerseys mm-hmm. from that time. So that's Pretty cool. Good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I when I got I got a Kessler jersey in I think 2012. Yeah, it was after the uh the crushing defeat of the Stanley Cup finals. Um and I was debating between Bexa and Kessler and I I went with Kessler. Yeah. Kind, kind of wish I went Bexa, but Yeah. I I don't care. I I'm fucking am a I'm a Kessler apologist. He rocks. He's I yeah. They should have traded he's... him earlier. Uh but did he did he have that podcast? Was was it a podcast he was doing with BX? Yeah, and they and very then, briefly did a podcast, and then, but then I guess BX got the job with uh, yeah, yeah. Which which here's another thing, BX is a part of the fucking Leafs regional broadcast. That is bullshit. Oh, that sucks. Give I guess he, he lives in Toronto. I guess. Right? Yeah, so. I know, but come on, damn, come on. That does suck. I'm looking forward to hearing the first Ray Ferraro broadcast. With the yeah, BX, that's gonna be good. Tomlinson, bless his heart. I'm sure he's trying his best. He's no not. Cheech. He's just not the most interesting guy. He's just like a very like replacement level. Like 
He okay. needs to do some improv classes. There's no yeah. yes ending. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh boy. <sighs> well, fives are good. Yeah, we did like the sigh, but like it's a it's a good it's a sigh. good sigh. It's a good sigh. I'm excited for the game. Look, they could get blown out of the water on Saturday. That's entirely possible. Yeah, and it'll suck if that happens. But I won't be anywhere near as upset because of what happened no. in game one. So, then they're still one on one, baby. Exactly. They're, which is they're which is probably like, not going to lose worse, so they'll win on aggregate. Exactly. Exactly. And like I think. You know, if before the season started, we had said, oh, they go one and one against Edmonton the first two games. It's like, all right, I'll take that. It's better than 0 and 2, which is what I expected, right? So, mm-hmm. yeah, we're we're getting somewhere. Baby steps. Yes. What, what, well, what, is your, what is your prediction for Saturday's game? Oh. Oh. It's going to be a 4-3 game. Okay. Four. The Canucks, baby. Vibes are high. Five out of five outlaw star vibes. Let's go. I'm gonna say you? I'm gonna say five three Canucks. Nice. Let's oh, get pos- let's get positive here. Let's get positive. It was here. funny when, when people were doing predictions, I was gonna make a, a joke prediction in Discord that was seven two. And I, was <laughs> I, like, mean, and I just didn't do it. And I like <laughs> fucking really wish I did because <laughs> would have been good. <laughs> oh man. Well, thanks for listening, everyone. Is this a, is this a Discord one or a, no, or a Patreon one? No, this a main feed a main podcast. Okay. So right, excellent. Thank you for listening. And if you want access to that Discord, once again, patreon.com slash I hate this team. Which is thanks great, especially with how bad Twitter is now. Like, I am yes. hardly posting on there anymore at all, right? And it's like an actively horrible place to be posting. So if you want sort of a good place to go talk about hockey and the Canucks uh, where like Elon Musk uh, isn't. Um, yeah. Yeah. Then join the discord, join the Patreon. We'd appreciate exactly. it. Exactly. Thank you. All right. Thanks for listening everybody. Uh, wait, what was the fucking slogan? Come on, let's go Canucks. Oh yeah. We didn't really talk about that. What a fucking insane. Choice. Come on, let's go Canucks go baby. <laughs> uh, I guess it's working though. I can't complain. Bye everyone. <laughs> Peace. I'll be alone, dancing, you know it, baby Tell me your troubles and doubts Giving me everything inside and out Love strings so real in the dark Think of tender things where we're working on Slow change may pull us apart When the lights get into your heart, baby Don't you forget about me Don't, 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 don't Don't you forget about me Will you stand above me Look my way, never love me Falling, rain keeps falling down, down, down. Will you recognize me? Call my name or walk on by. Rain keeps falling, rain keeps falling down. It's my feeling we'll win in the end I won't harm you or touch your defenses Vanity, insecurity, oh Don't you forget about me I'll be alone dancing Dancing, you know it, baby Going to take you apart 
I'll put us back together at heart, baby. Don't you forget about me. Don't, 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 don't you forget about me. As you walk on by, will you call my name? As you walk on by, will you call my name? When you walk on by, will you? Cheers, dude.